welcome to another episode of the Dew Point Report, the Digital Electronic World Point Report, where constantly exploring duality is so important. Duality of where does one exist, if not within the social media presence and the human tactile existence. But for today, I thought I would ask you to sit with me a moment, or stand, or stroll, or be at a stance of your liking. As I wait on a call, which says it has a 60-minute wait, I'm not quite sure I'll be able to stay on for 60 minutes, but it will certainly test my patience, will it not? There was a call once that I was on where I waited 45 minutes, and it was uh, just, oh, let me put that a little bit lower volume so it won't bother the conversation. But my point is, it was 45 minutes, that call. I held on. This one, I'm going to find it a curious situation if I can wait for actually an hour. That will be most interesting. Because cues, Q-U-E-U-E, are a bit of a wonderment. One often wonders, is there someone on the other side of the phone? What can a person do when they're waiting? I mean, because you can walk away for a moment, but if you are connected somehow to the location, be it, you know, back years ago, it was all simply on a landline where you had the phone with the curly cord and you had to stay there in that little space wherever you were. But now, it really isn't quite that complex. It's actually easy to, either if you have your car on the speaker and you're driving somewhere, or you have your phone on your bicycle and you're cycling, or you walk around on your phone, you can kind of allow yourself to exercise a little bit. But what if... You really relied on your Wi-Fi at home. Well, then that's another thing, isn't it? Because what if you had things to do and accomplish within specific specificity of time? And, oh, we have spoken on this podcast in previous episodes about time. And who exactly created time? And what is it about the structure of maintaining minutes to seconds to... Does it actually bend? Bend in what direction, one might ask? Is it horizontal always? Is it linear? Is it vertical? Well, there are experiments which do reflect the ability for light to bend in such a way. And then, of course, for time to show us that as we are going about time, that somehow we can see it bending. But it is really light that we're bending. Anyway. 
Suffice to say, I don't mean to confuse the issue, but if you were to watch any of the World Science Festival episodes, then you might see exactly what I'm talking about and listen to some of the speakers on their ideas on time. And this whole bending time and creation of time. Some of it is based on religion, some of it is not, some of it is really abacus. And other of it is so theoretical. And then, of course, and I'm not going to get into that at the moment, because that's a whole different episode. The idea of leaping back and forth between spatiality. Oh, yeah. I'm about to say it. Time, space, continuum. Do they exist? Or do they not? What is it about such experimentations that sometimes people want to still think of them as, well, theoretical? And then other people say, no, no, it really did happen. Even for just a moment, there was an open portal to another moment in time. And then there was a return from a different time. Now, are those historical contexts? You might wonder. Was that just someone's storytelling? And then everyone's imagination went to that point in time, and then when they returned, that is the theoretical idea that there was somehow a porting to another universe of time. Well, it's not quite that simple. A simple mind might yield a simple result, but a complex mind would yield a complex result that could then be simplified into something easily understandable. So we really must think about what all of this is that can be discussed. You see, one can't sit around for 150 years and expect that what has been waiting around that long won't age. That has been proven because it does age. Just look at a tree, for example. Take a sequoia. It shows through its own trunkage the historical of its own existence. And that's about as simple as I can tell it to you. Because if people who say, no, no, it couldn't be that that has been around for that long, I couldn't possibly think that to be true. But these majestic beings, existences, tell their own story. And they don't sit around in a coffee shop and discuss it in a conversation, but they exist in the very structure that one sits and give their commentary, be it at the table that one is sitting, or be it under the roof that one is waiting for one's latte or cappuccino, or perhaps a specialized warm cup of what would it be, perhaps, on a cold day? Could be a chai latte made out of soy. No foam. 
But, oh, could it be also more even of a specialty? Could it be... A coffee flown in from a very tiny country that one could hardly know of. But then, oh, we get into something so much different. Because then we get into the specialties of travel and what that means. And then we get into the controversies of what it means to enjoy resources that are so limited, such as at this moment. Does it make sense for me to stay on the phone for 60 minutes when I could actually have watched a show that was 60 minutes, named 60 minutes, and learned so much, as opposed to sitting, listening to a machine, remind me that I could... Perhaps wait for it to answer my call. But there are certain choices that sometimes people make. There are some answering systems on phones that allow a person to select that a person can be called back. Not all phone systems have that anymore. What is it about cues that make one wait? Q-U-E-U-E. Now, that word in and of itself, let's just think about that for a moment. Moving into the idea of the economy of the moment, the United States has seen some interesting economic shifts over the last few years, but none as interesting as this morning's January jobs reports. It is true that because we have been through so much, there was so much celebration, ecstatic, if you will, by economists everywhere when the numbers were released. What numbers, you might wonder? Were these lottery numbers, lottery winnings? No. Were these bingo numbers? No. They were... Payroll reports. They were job. It was the jobs report. Important to note because when we begin to realize and know and understand how many jobs were added to the economy in the previous month, we get a full context of the strength of our economy. Do we have more people unemployed? Do we have less people unemployed? How many jobs were added? It's important because then we can budget accordingly for the next few months. And we can see the historical context of where we have been. So let's look at those numbers. For some, it is a little perplexing, but not for all. But let's discuss them for a moment, shall we? Because Q-U-E-U-E has U-E in it twice. And I'm about to give you two U-E numbers that you need to think about. 3.5% was December. 
3.4% is January. The unemployment rate, respectively. Do you see how important those numbers are? The decline of the unemployment rate is what one wants to have. You don't want to have people unemployed because why? Because then when people don't have work, they don't have income. When people don't have income, they can't buy things. When people can't buy things, they can't also afford to do things that they're comfortable with. But moreover, if they don't have income, they cannot afford essentials such as paying mortgages or paying rents or paying cars that they owe on. Now, recently there was... A speech from Chairman Jerome Powell, who discussed the economy and the need to raise interest rates. Now everyone understands why interest rates need to be raised, but it doesn't hit the pocketbook as much to people who have fixed rate credit cards or fixed rate mortgages. But it does hit the pocketbook for people who have. Variable rate credit cards, variable rate mortgages, because their debt follows the interest rate patterns. I know what you're thinking. I'm not going to keep talking for the entirety of my wait on the phone. I will break for a moment for a. Commercial, so you can go ahead and listen to something entertaining, such as your favorite song on Spotify. But what I want you to think about next is how many jobs were added in January? Whoa, five hundred and seventeen thousand jobs to the American economy added. I'm going to say that again. Five hundred and seventeen thousand jobs. Isn't that fantastic? Think about that for a second. That means people have been returning to work. Congratulations, America! You're returning to work in such a great fashion. And I just wanted to applaud you for a moment because though some people have not been able to return to work and it has been a bit of a doldrums situation, the rest of you who have returned the five hundred and seventeen thousand additional jobs because there already have been people working clearly are going to bolster the economy in such a way that it will strengthen itself. In a most necessary manner. So, having said that, I want to say it was great news this morning. You know, there are several pieces of legislation that are pending in Congress, which are quite vital to the additional growth of the economy, and that isn't going to happen unless we have skilled people who can actually make good on some of that. Legislation that will be passed if it does pass and when it does pass, because if it does pass when it is signed, then it will be essential, such as the Chips Act, which is having to do with technology and keeping our country at the forefront of very important innovations. 
manufacturing as well. And so we need to look at what the future brings for our grand America. So, having said that, I'm going to pause for a moment so that you can listen to your favorite tune. And I'll return in a moment. This is your hostess, Margarita. With the Dewpoint Report. Talking about why people are so patient waiting on hold for calls that are significant yet necessary and many sometimes consider mundane. And then, of course, how it gets us thinking that really is about the economy, isn't it? Tell yourself for a moment, it's the economy, Margarita. But don't just say my name, say your name. It's the economy, and then say your name. Because you are the economy, I am the economy, we are the economy of humanity, the economy of existence. And so, your growth, your personal growth, your professional development is essential to the development of the country. And this is why it is important to never stop learning new skills. Talk to you in a moment. And of course, to end this episode, you didn't think I would have forgotten the particular situation that I mentioned as to what were those additional unique situations that helped me throughout the years with my osteoarthritis. Well, I'll give you a couple of examples. Over the years, it had been recommended that I should take Advil for my arthritis. And so I did as a child take Advil. But as I got older, in my um, wee 30s, my young 30s, I became allergic to Advil, ibuprofen, and the family of medicines that are in the ibuprofen and SAD family, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. And so I learned, because my body basically told me not acceptable anymore, that that type of medicine was no longer possible for that type of pain. Because, of course, sometimes the body just has a way of rejecting certain things. So I can't say that I have always taken that medicine by itself for that. Because the other one, which was a prescription medicine, which was Vioxx, I took for a very short time. And then my doctor said it was no longer applicable for me and I shouldn't take it. So I didn't take it uh, thereafter. But in terms of non-medicinal medicines, I told you that there were ways that I found were a good and effective for a short period of time, then I was like, did I really try that? Because it was really unusual. I had an aunt 
who recommended that I try something that actually is what veterinarians are using for horses. And I would not recommend it for everyday people because it isn't something that people would necessarily find useful for them. So I'm not even going to tell you the name of it because I'm not going to want to take on the liability. But I will tell you that just in conversation, one day it came up as to someone saying, oh, this is what I use. And so I found myself saying, well, maybe I should try that as well. And I don't know that I would necessarily have even come up with that particular solution for myself, but my bones were quite weary. My osteo situation was quite weary and tired. And so I thought, well, it is unusual and it's topical. And so it was very easy to try something that wouldn't be intrusive. So I did. And it wasn't uh, stenchy because there are some medicines that are very stenchy. But it was effective. But then I also found it wasn't very easy to find. Although I did find myself thinking, now, if this is to the level and degree that it should only be used for animals, what am I doing to myself and my body if it really isn't meant or approved for human usage? So I did take myself off of that rotation and decided to try other things, which were more, if they were going to be over the counter, I was going to stick to something like that. So I had already obviously been trying the topical over-the-counter medicinals, such as the Tiger Balm and the Bengay, which the Bengay is very pungent. And I found that I could only put that on my skin if I was not going to work the next day or only at night because then that way I didn't make my coworkers uncomfortable. But with the Tiger Balm, it wasn't so intrusive for coworkers because most of the time, coworkers kind of understood. Some of them even were utilizing it themselves, but I still found myself putting that on only at nighttime because with Tiger Balm, it actually does uh, stain clothing as well. Then there also is mineral ice which has a similar effect. It also stains the clothing. So those are some examples of what I had done to help with my arthritic um, situations. The other thing I did though to reduce inflammation was put turmeric in my food just a little bit in things like when I was preparing my pinto beans or when I was making lentils. And I also reduced my soda consumption. I used to drink up to seven sodas, not seven, no. I mean to say seven a week, one a day. And I ended up no longer consuming any in a week. And that made a big difference and it reduced the inflammation in my knees from what it used to be. So what I have described to you is a considerable change. But 
all of that does make a difference because I was paying attention to my dietary changes. I used to keep a food journal on what were the kinds of things that were making a difference in my everyday. And so I also noticed that because some foods made a dramatic difference in the way that not only if they also gave me a migraine, certain foods gave me migraines more than others, then I also noticed that certain foods were more inflammatory than others. Then if I stopped eating certain foods, that's what I noticed and the inflammation was reduced. So I was paying a lot of attention because of some of the food journals that I was keeping. But I'm not saying that everybody does the same thing either. But because I was doing that, I was able to pay very close attention to what changes were occurring. Suffice to say, I don't mean to give you too much detail that might be just exhausting. But I didn't want you to think I had forgotten about that when I said that I would refer to that because I was on hold for that call that took over an hour, although they were very helpful when I did finally get off of the hold of the call. And so I did appreciate that they did answer my questions. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking about something that everybody's always wanted to discuss and why it is that so many times we prepare and prepare for things that we think are so important that by the time we get to them, we realize, was it really that important that we waited so long for something? We get to that moment and we realize, what happened? Well, I shall describe it in more detail. Because if I were to tell you exactly what it is that one waits for and how disappointing sometimes the moments are, it's going to make you laugh or perhaps it'll even make you cry. And I don't want you to think, oh, tis, tis, Margarita, why did you even spoil it? Because it isn't as much of a spoiler as you might think. It's just that sometimes... We wait and we wait and then we realize, what was it really all about? But anyway, suffice to say, thanks for listening. Have a good evening. Oh, hello. Are you still there? Because I'm still here waiting on this call, which I was told would be a 60-minute wait. And it is currently 44 minutes, 25 seconds that I have been on hold. Most interesting. But I think that I'm not quite as disappointed by having to wait this long as I thought I was going to be. So thank you for returning, those of you who are listening. Because what you are going to find is... There are very few virtues left in life that are appreciated, but patience is one of them.
Sometimes artists have a way of integrating virtues into their artwork. Isn't that fantastic? Today seems to be a wonderfully cold day for the arthritic bones of most of us who have arthritis. But what I find that to be reflective of is that it tightens the veins in a way that it doesn't allow circulation to travel as easily. And so this is my recommendation. As someone who has had arthritis since a teenager, and I'm almost into my 50s, my advice is this, and do know I'm not a medical professional, though I have had a lot of personal experience with certain health situations, that when it is a situation with arthritis, Eating healthy makes a difference. What does that mean? Staying away from certain foods that might cause inflammation inside the body, which then make it even more difficult to maneuver certain areas that become inflamed more easily, does make a difference. And especially when you start to lose the... There's something called cartilage that is a shiny barrier over certain areas of our orthopedic structure. And if you're often aware, and usually we don't become aware of these instances until they're painful, such as when we lose our cartilage around our knees or we lose our cartilage around our femurs. We have two femurs, by the way. And so what hurts one doesn't necessarily hurt the other. So you have to pay attention to the details because once, as I'm describing, once you begin to lose the cartilage, because if, for example, you're ever eating a whole chicken, a roasted chicken, say you you went to the store and you picked up a roasted chicken in the grocery aisle and you arrive home and you're so hungry you ate the whole thing and you ended up with all these lovely pieces of bones everywhere and you're enjoying them and then you start kind of taking them apart and what you find in certain areas especially around the the wings and around the drumstick is there's a shiny little section that connects from one area to the other well, when you don't have that shiny little section, it's a little glutinous, it becomes a little grainy because you have a bit of a situation where it's granular. And those granulars begin to find themselves in different parts of your body. And that's a little bit painful. And so what happens is you don't want it to arrive at that. You want to pay attention to this much before you arrive at that. Because arthritis is not the point where you've lost the cartilage. Arthritis can be different pains through different 
portions of your body. But the loss of bone, if you have osteoarthritis, because there are different types of arthritis, there's osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. So I'm discussing rheumatoid arthritis, or I'm discussing osteoarthritis because osteoarthritis, as one knows, over the years, your bones can actually lose some of the strength that you have when you're younger. And they become a little softer. So you have to take care of them. And you don't necessarily have the same capacity that you had all the previous years. So you have to pay attention to what those losses in strength are. And not necessarily continue to think of yourself as a svelte 10-year-old or a svelte 15-year-old. You have to think of what are your current capacities. And not all 10-year-olds are svelte, and not all 15-year-olds are svelte. So one has to know what the strengths are that one is capable of. But my point is that once there begins to be loss of bone structure, there is actually something very much to consider, which is much different, which is now how does one preserve what is left, which is a certain amount of capacity. Most of the time, it isn't apparent to others what is happening until one starts to discuss, oh, I lost an inch in height, or I lost two inches in height, or someone says, oh my goodness, you look so different now, or what's going on with your foot? How come you started limping? What is hurting with your foot that you can't even put it on the ground? And then they are not just making fun of you. They are noticing differences that you perhaps already noticed because your pain is of such magnitude. You are withstanding something that you didn't think you would have to. So don't put yourself through the pain and the heartache that you don't have to. This is why I say there are some foods that avert certain swelling that doesn't have to occur, particularly with arthritis. So on a cold day, for example, some of those pains might actually resurge. And so it's important to dress warmly, to bundle up, and to think that, yes, it isn't going to be as simple or as If it were a warm day, one won't be as able to move around. So one has to be prepared for what the weather brings and how those changes affect one as well. But having said that, it doesn't mean that all is lost and nothing is gained. What happens with wisdom is that we end up knowing what our strengths are. Not everyone goes down the path of finding the specific foods that are so worthy. What are they anyway? Well, I'll discuss them in the next segment because someone was knocking at the door and I have to go answer it. And this happened previously and they weren't there. But I didn't want to walk away since I was still on hold. So at this moment, since it is 52 minutes and 32 seconds and so close to 60 seconds, I'm going to go see who was at the door because that's the second time knocked. And then I'll let you know what some of those fantastic foods are because I'm not one to tell you all these. It has to be this. It has to be that. But oh, I'll even tell you some of those interesting home remedies that 
often had been recommended to me, which I may have even tried once or twice, which some I just kind of like, whoa, that was strange. And on I went. But uh, not at this moment. Let me just take a break here, and I shall return in a moment. Well, welcome. It's me again, Margarita, with the Viewpoint Report. Surprisingly, the call that I'm waiting on is at one minute, I'm sorry, it's at one hour, six minutes, 51 seconds, well beyond the capacity of what the original estimate whole time was going to be. And so I have to tell you that it has gone a lot further than it said it was going to. Can you imagine that it is more than an hour that I have been on hold? I can't. It's quite surprising. Because uh, that is saying to me that if there was a call that was, let's say on average, a call was going to be 15 minutes. Let's just say that there was a call that was uh, coming in every five minutes. A call. There would be 12 calls in an hour. Interesting. If there was only five minutes per call. So they can't possibly have too many people calling in, but if there's more than that many people, it doesn't actually say how many people are in the queue, it just says how many minutes of a wait time. I can't imagine that they are still speaking to their people. quite sure if I'll be able to actually get through on this call. Because typically if a call takes that long, it's kind of in the dead zone of call center environments. It goes into a queue that's not to be answered. That is something much different. To be discussed perhaps on another episode of different subject matter because when discussing customer service and phone calls, there's important decorum to follow. People in customer service are trained specifically to be eloquent, articulate, and kind. But you should never mistreat a person that's on the phone providing customer service. Sometimes the people on the customer service phone line are actually not aware of the appropriate way to be on the phone. And so you want to actually be aware yourself of what the protocols are for customer service. Customer service does not give you, the caller, every right, rhyme or reason, to say anything you want because you are on a recorded phone and Telecommunications are monitored very specifically. And when certain 
rules are violated, you may put yourself in harm's way of also not being able to make phone calls in the future to be on a recorded line, so you should be aware that you cannot conduct yourself without the proper positive attitude. No matter how frustrated you are, I'll give you an example. And sometimes I've had to call and give specific inquiry questions. And though it can be disconcerting and frustrating, I have had to curtail my emotions. Perhaps even hang up the call a little sooner if I knew I was going to get flustered or saddened. But I do know that I often call prepared with the information I need knowing that it is not appropriate to yell at someone, to be disregarding, to be threatening, because it is awful to be on the other side of that call and to hear that. And not to mention, when you do those things as a caller, you not only become the person who can no longer provide commerce over the phone with this particular people. But you create a detriment for yourself, which is not necessary, considering that you probably are a good person. But if you don't show yourself in the good person light that you have, because every human has an aura, A-U-R-A, then all you do is show the horrendous side of yourself. So, having said that, often if you only show yourself in the negativity, negative space of your energies, if you're really upset and you call and you're upset and you yell at someone and then they have to disconnect the call and they're so upset that they are not wanting you to ever call again, Not only do you disconnect yourself from that service, but you find that perhaps you can't do a lot of things in the future that you used to be able to do. So you do want to be careful not to do that. And I'm not saying that in a threatening way. I'm saying it in in a way that I'm providing you advice that is actually quite essential and important. If you're not a type of person that can actually quell your emotions, then you have to make sure you put your questions in writing ahead of time and that you steer clear of anything that will give you too much emotion because being in a negative light to other people is not a good thing. And not everyone can really handle their emotions. That is one important thing to note. But there are a lot of people who can talk a person down and let them know that it's really important to just remain calm, take a deep breath, let's move forward. But not all companies, corporations, nonprofits have the ability to walk or steer a person through the process, especially in this day and age when it's so tumultuous, the world, you know? So be aware that it is essential to know your essential essentiality and curtail your emotions, particularly when you know you have to take care of some important business. Which is exactly why I'm still on hold, and I'm surprisingly surprised that the call is at 1 hour, 14 minutes, 7 seconds. Shall we turn in a moment? And welcome back. 
Well, I certainly appreciate your patience for listening to my entire episode. But I do have to let you know that the call that I was on hold for did have me on hold for just over an hour. Though having said that, the call ended at just under an hour and 24 minutes, which should tell you that my questions were answered fairly quickly as soon as the person who was able to pick up the phone picked up the phone. And that is remarkable considering that sometimes you sit there and wait, and I mean you, the plural. It is interesting, words can mean so many things. But it is what it is because, yes, you can be a singular situation where someone is speaking to someone and they say, I want you to listen, please. And they're speaking to one person. Or a person can be giving a public address and they can say, I want you to hear what I have to say. And there could be an entire audience of people listening. Do you see the difference in the context and meaning of what the word needs to be at the particular moment in which it needs to be something different for whom it needs to be something different. But my point is this. I am appreciative of the fact that my questions were answered. Because had I not stayed on the call as long as I did, I might not have had my questions answered. So that teaches One important lesson, if not more than one, but the important lesson for today is that virtues are sometimes those essential essentialities that one must hold on to. Some may deem them trivial, but others, and these are the people who truly know, would say, never let go of behaviors that are truly necessary, such as being responsible, and as I mentioned, being prepared with your questions. Because you never know how important it is to hear the answer, and because you were prepared, that answer resonates in a much better way than if you had not been prepared and then you just suddenly hesitate in every single response that you possibly have thereafter. So, being prepared is important. But on that note, I wanted to give you an additional factoid because I didn't want you to think that there was nothing else to say but what had been said and nothing would ever be said again. Did you know because I know you like factoids. Did you know that although the two tamarins went missing earlier this week and late last week, well, earlier this week they were reported about, but late last week they went missing from from the Dallas Zoo. They were found. They were found in a home and they have been returned to the zoo. And they are happy now. 
And so as I wanted to say, I'm not comparing myself to the Tamarins, but what I'm saying is sometimes you feel as if though you're waiting for something and you don't know exactly what is on the other side of a situation. In this instance, the call was quite lengthy. So I almost disconnected the call, but I didn't. So much so that we should know sometimes things have good resolution such as where the tamarins were found, and they are now safely back where they were before. One more factoid I would like to let you know, that recently, in a fundraising effort to bring in funds for storm damage that had occurred in the Central Coast, a news station fundraised in one day alone $130,675 for the American Red Cross. Kudos to KSBW Action News 8. The one-day effort is going to help an entire community of people who are in need, considering that the damage is estimated, which these are early estimates, at just over $47 million. In two counties alone, that's not counting the third and fourth county, which were affected here, just in the close proximities of the Central Coast. And so that was in one day of fundraising. And then in another day, corporations, one and another, decided to give healthy-sized donations. And so, surprisingly to some, but not to others, that generosity abounds. If one just lets others know exactly what is going on with the situation. Now, it doesn't mean that it happens exactly the same way every single time, but it is important to let people know what is happening so that those that can help will when they can. But do not get disappointed when it doesn't happen exactly the same every single time. Now, before I leave you in this most unique, interesting, and odd episode that I have entitled, wait, what? Wait a moment. Because you must have felt as if though your day was slightly interrupted, but not so much because now you have just a little bit something else to add to your shirt pocket. I want you to think for a moment of, for today, two things that went well and one thing that could have been improved on. Write them down. Fold them up, and in the morning, begin your day. Thanks for listening. Your host, Margarita, with the Dewpoint Report.